a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. your continued support of our sponsors we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads click that amazon banner on pole mx to help us out and donate via patreon if it suits you and as always enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us original moto podcast featuring legends of the past stars of today season previews and race reviews introspection opinion facts and laughs here's your host steve mathis welcome everybody to the fly racing racer x podcast show this is the indianapolis supercross wrap up thank you for listening i'm steve mathis weege and jt will be joining me shortly flyracing.com please check them out on the web zach osborne blake baggett who had a terrific race all wearing fly racing uh, justin bogle among the guys uh tyler entignap uh, privateer heroes ben lemay those type of guys they also wear fly racing formula helmet out now if you're in the market for a high-end helmet that uh, does low speed stuff does high speed stuff it's lightweight it's vented it fits perfectly. It looks great. I mean, shit, I just named everything you'd possibly want from a helmet. Check out the Formula Helmet, everybody. Flyracing.com. Uh, Maxis, as well, MXST tires, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. Please give those a look. See? Uh, and mountain bike tires, as well, are fantastic from the guys at Maxis. Slickwash.com. Use the code STEVE at checkout. Slickwash.com. Steve gets you 20% off their wash kits. Uh, they offer easy-to-use wash kits complete with accessories and foam gun options that save time, avoid frustration, and leave you feeling secure, confident, and ready for your next ride. I've got this myself. Uh, I washed my mountain bike with it the other day. It's great stuff. And uh, Monster Energy Pro Circuit use it as well. Uh, and Alpine Stars, Tech 10, Tech 7, um, Bionic Neck Support System from Alpine Stars, A1 Chest Protector. You know the name. You know their quality. And I've been to Italy, and I've been to the factory, and... It's pretty amazing what they do there. Really cool. Uh, high quality control over there at A-Stars. So, uh, of course, Barsha running the gear. Jason Anderson, lots of guys uh, wearing the Alpine Stars gear. Eli Tomac as well. We devote quite a bit of time to Eli Tomac in this podcast. Thanks to those guys for making it happen. Uh, thanks to you people for listening. All right, here's the wrap-up. So as promised, everybody, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to Indianapolis and the Fly Racing Racer X podcast uh, review show. Tries to cover it right now. Thanks to Fly Racing. Again, thanks to Maxis, Alpine Stars, SlickWash.com for all coming on board. Uh, with me to discuss Indianapolis, so one guy who was not there and two of us who were. Uh, let's get right into it. First up, uh, from Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com, two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross champion, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. I am back, uh, back in Boise for the first time in about 10 or 11 days. Uh, and I'm very, very happy about that. So I'm in, I'm in a good, good mood, good place. Um, well, good to hear. And the, uh, the fly racing pit show ran maybe better than ever. JT without, without Wygant there. I don't know. I mean, it was good, no, but no, just, I just, just, I never feel like it's, it's as good unless it's us three. I feel that when we're, when we're at full capacity and firing on all cylinders, it's the best it can be. No, it's better. Trust me. Uh, also on the line <laughs> from Racer X Online, my boss over there, the voice, the voice of everything but Supercross. How's that? We're just going to cover that. Just the voice of everything but Supercross. Jason Wygant. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, it was just better without you. I'm sorry. Just, you know. It's like you're you bring us down, man. I'm back. I'm back. Seattle, I'm back. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, odd that you're not going you're you're going to the race that's furthest away from North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well it was the same problem that JT just alluded to. Uh I was in Daytona through Friday. Um yeah. so that's what I was dealing with. It was tough to get anybody to go because we had, like, our entire staff in Daytona from Thursday through the next Friday. It was eight days. Yeah. So, yeah, was, we were done. How was the vintage Supercross? The crowd or the entries, whatever you want to call it, wasn't that good, but the bikes were cool. And I think the problem was that most vintage people probably said, uh, Supercross, are you serious, bro? Right. But the track was shockingly well tamed down from what it was the two days before. Like, it looked... You would think it was the same, but it wasn't the same. Like, they couldn't really jump anything. Um, so maybe that gets the yeah. word out that you're not going to freaking destroy your downpipe <laughs> right, right. next year. Um, yeah. Did six-time Jeff Stanton, Weech, did he just destroy everybody? Yeah, he was good in his races. I think he borrowed his bikes, though, so I think he was scared of breaking stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He said he had a lot of similar bikes, but some guy, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'll admit I'm spoiled. I just flew in, and some guy's like, I got bikes for you. Um, so that helped. I think the coolest thing was uh, Casey Cochran, who's one of Suzuki's amateur guys. Okay. I guess his like, I guess his like whole family is ridden. I mean, that's not a shocker. But he had like his grandfather's like, dude, I don't know, seventy-five RM one twenty-five. Which dude, he rides RM eighty-fives, but it's about the same size. Right. And he had his numbers on it. You know, it was his he's sixty-six. He has modern gear. It was pretty awesome to see him ride it. And my big question was, like, are these guys, like, remember when Timmy got, like, an 88 KX250 or something like that? Yeah, we had an 88 KX250 at his house, yeah. And he's like, could I blitz whoops on these? Yep. Uh, and you just wonder, you watch old videos and you see the way guys used to ride and the way they ride now, and you're like, is it just the bikes or are the riders just advanced? Man, you see this kid ride a 40 or 5-year-old motorcycle or whatever, and you say to yourself, wow, things have advanced. <laughs> I can only do so much, but it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, look looked kind of neat to go to. Hopefully the entries improve and, yeah, people, yep. people enjoy it. As we talked about on our last podcast, like, if I ever get some budget, I'm sending a team there of old guys, and I'm going to give them everything they need to go to these races if I ever become, in, you know, in charge of anything. You mean vintage races or professional supercross races? No, now. all of it. I'm going to sign all those old guys for forty grand and four bikes, and I'm going to send them to races like that. Like the RV program, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get in Indianapolis. As I said, Weed, you were not there. Uh, JT, you and I were there. Um, I mean, let's just start with Tomac. I'm done. Wow. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with Tomac. I mean, I'm not done with Tomac. <laughs> I'm done trying to talk about him or figure him out. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. He won in Detroit, and then Atlanta didn't go so well. He dominated Daytona. This week, he was second. Drop back to fourth, 20 seconds behind Marv. I don't know, JT. I, I'm out. I'm out. This was your guy, though. Like, you've been you've been yep. sticking strong to your pick yep. all season. Now yeah, you're yeah. completely out? Yeah, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. I, I don't know what to say anymore. I don't, know what, I don't know what goes on in his head or his bike or anything. I don't understand. Yeah, I, as much as I want to give you a hard time for that take, I, I'm there, too. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's crazy. 
It's not crazy that he didn't win. Okay, like Marv rode really well, and we'll talk about him in a second. Marv rode great. Um, he had a second though, uh, at worst, right? Like that—that's what I'm thinking in the race. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Well, Marv's riding really well. He'll probably get second or maybe get second here, but to finish 20 yeah, seconds it's, back, it's not the result. I mean, fourth is not great. Like we get it, but it was the optics of it. I mean, it was it was really bad to watch it in person and watch it live to see him. You know, we're all kind of like, okay, well, he's in a good spot. You know, can he get Marv? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We're going to see how that's going to play out. We've seen that over the last couple of years go both ways. But to get passed and dropped by 20 seconds, yeah, that's not good. So, I, I mean, do you have any theories? No. I just <laughs> – Does anybody have any theories? I do. No, no one has zero, theories. Zero theories. Okay, go ahead, JT. I think that mentally, uh, I don't think that he displays enough poise when he faces adversity. Like if he, if everything's going great, like Daytona, no problem. He is arguably the fastest guy on earth. You know, I think when he, everything is clicking for him, he can ride or race with anybody out there, bar none. But when things don't go perfectly, if anyone passes him or his confidence gets shaken at all, I just don't think he responds very well to it, and I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know why he would be so susceptible to that. He should be, you know, he should know at this point that he how good he really is, but it just doesn't seem like he can hold it together when things start to go sideways. Weege? This is the most puzzling thing ever. He should be an all-timer. Um, I don't know at this point if that's possible to become an old-timer. Like, maybe he does win a Supercross title at some point, but how many is it going to be? It's not going to be four. You know, it's not going to be what you would think someone of this level of talent and speed should be able to do. And we were out big on this text thread this morning, a couple of us, and we were discussing. I'm like, seriously, is Ryan Villapoto a way better rider than Eli Tomac? Is he? No. I don't think so. No. No. But in the end, it's not even going to be close. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> now, look, here's the one theory I've been starting to come up with, and this is probably mean, and this is probably wrong, and I don't even know if it's right, but I, it's about time to start putting it all on the table because it's been, like, what, five years of waiting for him to finally, like, officially kick ass, like, officially, consistently. Mm-hmm. Just It's not even close. He wins every title by a ton of points, like RV or guys before him. I'm not going five happened. years. Five, ye- five years is 2014. Well, I mean, 2015 six. was when he was dominant outdoors for a few races and then crashed. Then he had 16, wasn't such a good year. 17 should have won the title, didn't. 18 should have won the title, didn't. Now we're up to 19. We're, we're just about in that territory now Okay. Uh, of missed opportunities. Look, this is going to be terrible, and I'm going to get stink eye next time I'm at the races, which will be this weekend. But you know what has never, ever, ever been discussed with Eli Tomac? Like, his dad is his trainer and his agent which would be preposterous and laughed at if it were any other rider and has been any other rider in that situation. Now, we respect John Tomac because of what he's done, so we assume he knows way more than most moto dads, and he probably does. But to me, it maybe indicates, like, sometimes you just got to, as JT says, deal with adversity. You just got to be your own guy at some point and just be able to deal with things and not have people around you to maybe help. You know, you'd think of what... Chad Reed is the most stubborn SOB on earth, but a lot of that was born out of what did he friggin' leave his parents at, like, 14, right? I, I, I feel like Eli has had a pretty structured mm-hmm. 
we're going to make sure everything's perfect all the time for you situation his whole life, which has worked awesome 90% of the time, but the 10% it doesn't work, it's off. Now, that could be completely preposterous and wrong. I have no idea. But at this point, I might as well throw out any theory I can possibly come up with because it doesn't make sense that this happens this consistently to someone who should be this good. I don't buy I that. Don't know. I know what you're saying. I get it. Yeah. Because Tony yep. Lessey was often thought as a negative draw on Mike. Mike doesn't. It is funny, right? Like, well, the okay. fact that Tony was around with Mike, everybody's like, that's freaking ridiculous. John Tomac's in the same capacity. But That's fine. No one questions it at all. Because, I understand. John Tomac and Tony Lessey, you cannot compare them. I understand what John Tomac has done, and I don't want to disrespect the guy. But it is a little weird compared to most successful riders ever. He he's won too much for me to to start looking at that kind of stuff. He's just yeah, he's just I, won I, too much for me, to me to be like, hey man, I think is I think it, you know I think his dad is a problem or he's just won too much. He's won two outdoor titles, uh, well three including two fifties, and and you know uh, yeah, uh, it's just he's twenty four Supercross wins, ninth all, all time in four fifty Supercross yep. wins. So yep. Yeah, I'm not there yet on that. I just, it's. I, said, I don't think it's a situation of like the dad is holding him back or screwing him up or anything like that. But to me, it more indicates of like when you see this weirdo adversity and like, well, why does it go so badly when it a well, tip over or just getting passed? And I'm like, maybe it's just like he's been under controlled circumstances this whole time and he's never just had to deal with, yeah, whatever, man. We don't know. Just uh-huh. ride it. Just figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have any answers. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's yeah. I've said it. I've said it over and over. Just elite riders don't do what he does. They just don't. And, and he's ninth they all don't. time. And they don't. We, I mean, yep. Stu Stu did that, but he because he crashed. He he could not hold on to his motorcycle. Um, you know. But other than that, that's about it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it was bizarre though. It was not a good race. Atlanta wasn't a good race. Uh, Minneapolis, no. Uh, Dallas, when he uh, got passed by Roxon, crashed and then went backwards. Not a good race. Never mind the other ones in the past. You know, it's, it's bizarre, man. But I mean, I, I mean, if you're Kawasaki JT, you're you're resigning him. You're 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 doing all that, right? You ha- I mean, you have to. What's your right. what's your alternative if you don't? You know, where where are you going to go to get to get a guy that can win championships or win races? You know, as much as we're talking about it, he still won the last two outdoor championships. Yeah. So it's not like it's been a complete failure. But at the same time, you you would be remiss if you didn't look back and say, "Man, we left some Supercross championships on the table here too." Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre, man. And Barsha was getting close to him. I mean, obviously, it was near the end of the race. I don't know if anything would have happened, but Barsha wasn't far back at the finish. Oh yeah, he was coming. And you, and yeah. you know, Barsha saw him and wanted to catch him with everything he has. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. To catch and pass Eli would be right. would be really good for him right now. Yep. Well, um, it's good for the shows, Weege. Lots to talk about. <laughs> so you know that's been the theme on Eli here the last couple of weeks that people are like, you know what though, if he was what he probably should be, and then it's just dominating, these last couple of years would be so much more boring than they were. So yeah, he's been awesome for that. Right. If he takes a second this weekend and Baggett beats Webb, which he did. And Baggett gets third. Let's say he holds off Blake and everything else. I mean, now he goes from nineteen up, nineteen down. I mean, to uh, fifteen, right? Four, four point difference. Yeah. Um, to, to me, it was it was the difference between being championship relevant and not. And and that sounds harsh, and that's probably overstating it. But that's what that's what I left with. That was the that was the thought I left with. Is now it's down to two guys. It was three going in somewhat, 
now it's two. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm there too. I'm exactly there also. It, it's two guys now. Um, so let's talk about the one guy that's still in it. We think, or well, they're all in it, but you know what I mean. Uh, Marvin, Marvin wins his first race of the year. He was good all day on this track, JT. Uh, the start was everything, and I mean it's 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 a lot like that. Um, we just saw that in Atlanta also, but. On this track, uh, when Marv got out front, man, um, Baggett did put heat on him, and I thought maybe Baggett was going to get him. But um, Marv was great, man. He was great all day, and he rode great in um, in Daytona, too. Yeah, you know, everybody kind of made their run. Uh, you know, Baggett made his run at Marvin and, and all came damn close to getting him. Cooper came up a couple times. You know, he stalled it there, almost crashed into Eli. There was, you know, all kinds of stuff going on there. But they all had their shots to – to win this thing and uh yeah for marvin who has had so many races this year where it hasn't gone that way like he just hasn't been able to finish the deal uh that that had to be a big step forward for him both you know points wise and confidence and the mental side too where he's like okay well i can do this you know i am strong enough and fit enough and uh we'll have to wait and see if this is a turning point for him but uh, it was definitely what he needed to do. You know, we, we've talked about it recently, how many points he's kind of left on the table, just the, the back and forth and the swings between he and Cooper of they're battling it out in Hoobie too. And Cooper's been on the, the upside of that seemingly every time this season. And, and that turns into a 19 point lead going into last weekend. It, uh, it was impressive for sure to see Marv do that. And I did think Blake was going to get him though. Jay, uh, Weege, I'll start with you. I did think Blake was going to get him. Yeah, there were definitely two or three laps there where it was just like if he could just find the opening, and he was finding some and almost making it happen. You know, Blake has pretty much proven, especially in Supercross, to not be the most aggressive passer. So I thought once or twice he might have been able to force it, but that's just not his deal. Um, and then maybe at that point he's thinking, well, I'm on him, I caught him. You know, the opening will go get there, but then yeah. he only had those two or three laps, and then he lost them. So – that was the only chances. Maybe he didn't think those were going to be his only chances, but they turned out to be. But, yeah, he was definitely riding better at one point. I think you tweeted that it seemed like Glendale did. Yeah, yeah, it's not um, like Glendale. The race went on, yeah. got stronger and stronger. Yeah, because, honestly, you look at even, like, the heat and then uh, the early laps in the main, I mean, they were dropping Baggett in, in the early laps. It did not appear that hmm, five laps from now he'll actually catch these dudes again. Yeah. Um, and almost win the race. It didn't seem like that was going to happen, but then all of a sudden it was. It was funny, JT. Baggett, I thought, was making up time by staying out of the groove in the rut, in the, in the whoops. Marv, that one groove was pretty nasty, pretty pretty crooked and sideways, and Blake was just going right to the right of it and just blitzing it, and he was able to catch Marv there pretty easily every lap. And I just thought it was funny that the whoops, even though they were worn down and everyone was doing them no problem, the whoops almost cost Marv. Yeah, it's been... It's kind of been the the story of the season a little bit in multiple ways. I, I think the whoops have been really treacherous and a storyline because of the line. Uh, normally, I think the whoops would be harder and they wouldn't break down as badly. You know, we, we just don't see this many races where you jump through the whoops. You see some, but not, you know, right now it's week in and week out. And I think it's because they're not adding line to it and, and firming them up. Uh, so it's it's interesting each weekend to see who jumps, when they jump, when the when the change happens, and who yeah. is just stubborn and sticks to blitzing. Uh, it's it's kind of happening mid race, 
some guys are, you know, Blake, Blake seems like he doesn't like to jump. He wants to just stay with the blitz where Marvin and Cooper are looking for it. The first opportunity they can find. Uh, but that kind of happens throughout the race. So they're, they're having to make conscious choices mid race of when they're going to switch over. Yeah. It, uh, it, and this track JT, let's be clear. This track was not, not very good. It, it, didn't, it yeah, lacked... it just wasn't very creative. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much you could do different. No, uh, the jumps were really straightforward. You know, it was kind of step on, step off, doubles. Like it was just really, really basic in concept. And I don't know if they did it on purpose to try to create closer racing. You know, I have to think that they know when they draw a track map up that they see what we see. Like that would be pretty naive of us to think they don't see the same thing. But I just wonder if they're like, yep, we're just going to make a super easy one and see if it's a, it makes for closer racing, and then you know some of these others will make more technical. I, uh, which you know, in that in that thought, I'm okay with adding some variety. But at the same time, I think you have to add some stuff to challenge these guys because it just turns into follow the leader otherwise. I think part of it is, hey, this dirt's really soft; it's going to get bad. The guys are going to have to deal with that. Let's not make anything too gnarly. You know? Uh, yeah, I but I think you that. can you can make sections where there are at least some thought put into it. Just some of the stuff. I mean, when you just have an on off, you know, like what do you think the guys are going to do? Like it just, there's nothing else you can do. Right. When you have sections where there's nothing, you know, like after the mechanics, all they could do is double, double single. And there was really no other option, you know, like stuff like that. I don't think, I think, I don't think it adds anything to it. I think if you change something, you're going to make it better because there's literally one way to go through it and you can't do anything about it. Marv has made eight podiums in the last nine races. Weege. Yeah. Of course, Cooper has yeah, also I, done eight, eight in the last nine. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, I honestly think the only difference, I think JT kind of mentioned this, the only difference between the two has been Marvin's gotten good starts, but Webb has gotten unbelievably good starts, and he generally starts behind him. And he's also made a few mistakes here and there. I don't think riding-wise you can really put a huge difference between Marvin and Webb. I think there's been a lot of races where Marvin's actually been faster. He just hasn't been like Daytona. He definitely was. Oakland, he definitely was. So I think this is pretty big because now that he's back to, okay, I can win races again. I got this figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, to make up 14 points, is that what it is? 14, I think? I mean, yep. we saw this race could have easily ended up with Marvin winning and Cooper getting fourth. Could have easily gone that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, if that happens one time, now you got the points lead down under 10. You feel like you're just as fast as him, or maybe faster. Um, yeah. This is this is pretty big. Marvin's been quietly really good. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and and I wouldn't be surprised to see him start winning more of these. Just that needed to get that one right. Just needed to get it. Need to lead some laps, get the one, and, and go from there. So are you, are you officially out of the this thing's over and Webb's got it locked up? Because I I am. I got. I think Webb is obviously still the favorite, but I don't think this thing's. I, we took a pretty big turn on Saturday night, in my opinion. No, we did not take a turn. We did not. Okay. No, I thought you just were saying you were just saying that. No, I didn't say that. If he wins, I mean, if you're saying he wins more of these, no. What I said, no. Be? What I said was, Muscan could have got. I agree with Weege. Muscan could have won, and Webb could have got fourth, and that would have been something. But Webb got third. But you just you so. just said that you expect Mark to win more of these. Well, yeah, he could, but it's it's. Not enough to, to you know. He's not, not going to. You said you expect him to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not. It's not going to be enough. Webb's got this. Okay. So he might win two, if he three wins more. Several more races. I don't know how it won't be come down to the wire here. Eh, no, Webb's got it. Webb's got it. 
It's fine. Yeah, fair um, yeah uh, we talked to Burner on the Fly Race and Pit Show there. Um, and JT, why is it called the Fly Pit Show? Uh, fly Racing Radio Show. Why is it called that? Um, I don't know. That's just what I was asked to refer to. That's bullshit. Referred to it on as. the on the Moto Spy thing. That's where I saw the name on the Moto Spy uh, latest one. What's wrong with that? But I was asked to refer to it as. That's bullshit. Okay. What uh, is wrong with that? Uh, many things. What? <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. Um, okay. You're going to have to fight that battle on your own. So we had Burner on the Fly Pit Show, and, um, you know, he, he was pretty confident. racing radio show. Okay, he was pretty confident that, uh, you know, Baggett's issues with the back, Baggett's uh, inconsistencies that, that went on later on have, have been cured, and he has two second places in the last three weeks, and um, Daytona was pretty good for him too. So, yeah, it'd be interesting if we get down to the wire, Weege, and Webb's Leading this, and Marv's second, and KTM's there, and Baggett's got a same bike as them, but a different team. But on a K, ah, just be interesting. Just be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, there's two things to talk about there. As much as we made of the Anderson Muscan drama last year, they got lucky that they didn't really battle for the title per se. Mm-hmm. Like the final points were close because Anderson's wheel broke with a, lap, a race to go. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like this tense nail biting thing. So if it gets within ten points, that's going to be weird between Cooper and Marv having to ride together. Second of all, as much as people on the outside, I'm sure, are thinking like, ah, whatever, man, Baggett's in this. They love it. It's KTM. It's great. I, I think from what we all know that there's a little edge where the Baggett crew, I think, would like to show the factory team that they can beat them or they're better. Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of competitive side there. So I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of sympathy or helping. You know, He's going to do whatever he wants to do. Yep. I think he wants to show he can beat those guys anytime he's racing them. Yeah, he rode great, man. I, uh, I, I mean, Marv rode great, so I'm not surprised Marv won, but I thought Baggett was going to get him. But then I probably also thought Eli was going to get him, too. You know, even though, again, Marv qualified those guys. But so, anyways, uh, interesting race. Um, Kenny Roxon? Anyone? He has not made the podium since Dallas. Uh, I will go back to what I said on the Fly Racing Radio show on Saturday. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> when I watch him, uh, he just doesn't look as sharp and doesn't seem to have the intensity that he had earlier in the season. And I don't know if it's physical. I don't know if it's mental with his brother-in-law's, you know, severe injury. Uh, there, there are definitely different things you could point to. I know they've been testing a lot. Trey Kennard has been very involved in their testing, trying to get the, the bike better. I, you know, I don't know the specific problems or, or needs that they've had, but I know they've been testing quite a bit lately uh, to try to help Kenny out. So, um, you know, the obvious thing is he's, he's not – at the same level he was earlier in the season where he was basically a podium guy every single time. He just doesn't seem to have it right now, and, and I don't really know what to point to. Yeah, um, I'm sure it's frustrating on their end as well. Yeah, I would think that this is not – it's not been well, right? I texted him last week um, about coming on the Pulp Show, and Kenny and I have a pretty good relationship. Even if he cannot come on, he's like, hey, Brew, can't come on, whatever. Um, he, he usually re- – he almost always responds. And then yeah. we, we make jokes and talk about something else or whatever. Uh, he no 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 text back nothing. So um, I don't know how much you can read into that, but it's definitely pretty rare for him to not text me back. You know, so 
uh, probably things aren't going great for him. And yeah, it, there wasn't there wasn't any like uh, he got out with um, uh, Barsha and Osborne and Savachi, and there just wasn't any push there. Like you said, JT, there just wasn't any like go. You know, so yeah, it's it's what we were talking about on Saturday. You know, I if if you were asking me what I see, he just looks flat and. Yeah. You know, we use that term in, in around, you know, people that know and flat is just you don't have any edge to you. You can't, when it's time to go and, and find some intensity, you don't have it. You're just kind of going through the motions. Yep. And you're you're able to ride decent, but you can't find that extra 1% that, you know, guys at the front have. And it's not always, you know, something you can pinpoint, but, you know, we're all watching him and it's pretty easy to tell he doesn't have it right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what I worry? I, I worry. Everyone said at the beginning of the year the goal was to just stay in it, stay in it. You know, we don't need to win. We just want to stay healthy. And that's awesome because in previous years, a lot of these guys have knocked themselves out of it by not doing that. But it's a dangerous game to play because when you're not winning and you expect to win, and there's several of these guys that do, and you're getting beat, and even second place means you got beat no matter how well you rode. I think it just eats at these dudes. So as much as they tell themselves it's fine to not win after they don't win eight, nine times in a row, and then some other dude, in this case Webb does, I think it just puts them in a tailspin. It's hard to – you could tell yourself to be positive about it. I think these guys are just too competitive, too ego, too used to winning, Mm -hmm. and then you start trying to figure out the bike and figuring out the problem. You have to wonder. Let's put it this way. If Webb doesn't pass him in the last lap of that Anaheim 2 first main event, that's round three. If Kenny wins that main, and he's already the points leader, I think, at that point, how different is this whole thing? That could be all of it. I don't know. Right but I don't know about that because there was still two more to go. Uh, I'll just go back to the Dallas race, though. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's completely fallen off right. since then. Right. Um, I mean, so, again, like I said, it's, it's easy for these guys to say second, third, that's fine. It's just the first half of the year. I just want points. Mm-hmm. Dude, I think it kills them. When they get beat, and then it, if it, that starts stacking up, then shit starts going sideways. 18 races Kenny hasn't won in uh, two and a half years. So, um, uh, Barsha missed two races and, of course, came back and got his best finish since Anaheim won. <laughs> of course. Of course he did, right? Uh, rode well. Um, I was talking to Jimmy Perry, and he was telling me that it was, it was more Barsha's shoulder ribs than his head uh, injury. So... Um. Yeah. So that that uh, that's interesting. He rode he really well. Solid, though. Yeah. He was he was yep. solid. I, I didn't expect him to be able to hang in there the way he did because he had he had a bunch of guys that were behind him that were kind of waiting to get him. Dino and there were a few guys back there that I thought, well, those guys are probably going to get him coming off a few weeks off. But nope, he was uh, he was solid all the way to the end. Savachi qualified fastest, ran second in the uh, main event until he dumped it. Podium's coming for him. Podium's coming. He's he's impressive, man. Yep. He, every week he does something that you know. I just didn't I didn't see this coming, and shame on me. But he's been he's been great. I, I really and truly believe he's been you know he deserves the word great. It's been that good. Yeah, yeah. Be uh, be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, he's been riding really well. So I just i i put a, I put a lot of stock, not a lot of stock, but I put a fair amount of stock in qualifying fastest, even if it's by a t- few tenths. And also winning a heat race to me, like that, that's just like, like you showed speed. Okay, like some riders showed speed all day, great. Uh, showed speed all year, great. 
But if you actually do finish as the fastest rider in qualifying and you actually do win a heat at some point, like those to me are big steps. Dino won one again of course. this weekend. Like, of course. Yeah. And, you know, I realize that people may go, ah, he hasn't got a podium yet. Well, hey, man, winning a heat and qualifying fastest twice now, that's massively good. So let's. Yeah, and, and for what matters for these guys, like, yeah, okay, you know, Joey and Dino, they're out of the championship real picture at this point. You know, we're round 11 or whatever we're at. It kind of doesn't matter as far as the championship, but what does matter is for them to get their motorcycle and their sponsors on TV and, and winning or qualifying first, you know, to win a heat race, that's a really big deal. Uh, you know, for Joey, who we don't know what his future holds, for Dino, the same thing. Neither of them have contracts for 2020 yet. Those are really, really big, you know, checks to to have in their in their resume going into, you know, this, this silly season. Right. Um, Osborne rode well. Uh, terrible practice for him. Qualifying practice. Terrible heat race. He got shuffled back bad. Uh, I talked to him at the end of the race, and I'm just like, hey, after all the things that happened today, you'll take that seventh. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he said it was maybe one of the most uncomfortable uh, days he's had. <laughs> so, um, which, which it looked like it. So good job for, for Osborne on that seventh. Dino didn't get a start. Like we mentioned, uh, your guy Brayton Weege. A lot of pain after the race. Um, drug his foot, bent his foot backwards. So he's been dealing with this foot injury. Felt really good, he said. And, um, yeah, bent his foot backwards. So he struggled to finish. Yeah, I think it's starting to add up. You know, it's like you get the nagging injury. And it's okay, you know, a week or two if you can't ride or do a normal thing. But once you get on, like, four weeks or so, of it being a problem, it's probably messing up everything. It's probably Mm -hmm. messing up your during the week. It's messing up practice. And then you the chances that you're going to tweak it a little bit again are pretty good, and then if you're right back where you started, that's when it starts to add up. Chad Reed, JT? 11th? Yeah, he, he rode pretty well. I mean, he got uh, he got knocked down the first lap. Um, so for him, it was just full salvage mode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, to, to come back to 11th, I don't think he was thrilled about it by any means, but um, – I think it was a decent result after what could have been, you know, a horrible night. It was his birthday weekend. It was. It was. Oh, Weege, yeah. guess who was right in there with his birthday, with the birthday guy? It's it's an impressive comeback. An impressive <laughs> it's, comeback. It's, 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 uh, it's, you know, basically it's kind of, uh, um, yeah, I, I can't think of anything right now. Like, a, like, a, like Team USA, 1980 Olympics. It's like that. Incredible. Oh, do you believe in miracles? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think it's JT, you spent some money at dinner with uh, Chad for his birthday? Rocky three. I had to uh, get back in the gym, change up my, my approach. Right. And uh, Get back to the roots? Yeah. Get back to your roots? Got back to it, yep. Yeah. Yep, run on the beach. I had a tiger. Right. Yep. Yep, very. Hug some people on the, in the sand. Very impressive. Uh, what about the uh, dinner bill, JT? Uh, it was a, it was a bit extensive, yeah, not too bad. I mean, well, I don't think it was anything crazy, but on your standards, it was it was yeah. Did he incredibly did he, uh, shocking? Okay, did he do the thing where he just orders everything and then you all split it and he eats everything? Pretty much, yeah. The <laughs> replay of Ruth Chris a few years ago in Toronto. Uh, it was very similar to that. Yeah, I yeah, I don't like that. I don't but like I did. That. I ordered some expensive stuff on my end too so it wasn't like i felt like i got ripped off okay 
But I will say that some of the appetizers we ordered, I couldn't eat because I, uh, my diet, I couldn't eat any of them. So I was just kind of like looking at them like, well, I'm paying for that. But I know I'm Yeah, not. you should have taken your half and just thrown it on the floor. <laughs> or your quarter or whatever and just pushed it onto the floor. And no, we're like, yeah, right. there, there you go. It, it was his birthday. Sometimes you got to just roll with it. Yeah. I didn't get an invite on Friday night, Weech. I didn't. Uh, my I invite sure. was. I not, absolutely was, did. You did not invite me. You, <laughs> I did. You, you did not. You said text well, text Dan I to see what. Yeah, because it was not my party. I, I, I understand. Not, I did not. Uh, I understand. It's not. I I know it's not your place to to do that. I get that, but nothing happened. We had dinner with uh, Ricky. Was there? Do you, how do you think that would have went? Oh, he was at the dinner. Yes. Yeah. Probably not. I think that explains it all. Yeah, maybe. Uh, by the way, Webb's pass on Tomac. From last oh, night. Yes. We, we have yet to touch on that. Um, I didn't actually see it live. I was probably tweeting or looking at some, something else on the track. So I missed it live. I had to go back and watch it on TV. Uh, no penalties or anything else like, like that. Weed, what, what's your take on that? Well, at first, I didn't, I didn't realize he made a mistake uh, when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. I just thought he <laughs> sent it. Okay, when I said <laughs> Baggett saw an opening and didn't take it, I'm like, that's the exact opposite. Yeah. Like, I'll ride over tough blocks if that's what I take. I, this is my opportunity to pass Tomac, and I will ride over tough blocks if that's what it takes. Um, but it did turn out that he cross-rutted. So at that, that point, I, I get, okay, look, I, there's going to be some people that think there should be a penalty for that because he essentially was somewhat off the track and gained from it. And is it okay that it's because he made a mistake? Does that make a difference? Like, you still gain time Those people, by essentially cutting the track. That, those people that think there should be a penalty are crazy. Yeah, in, in the end, there, there won't be one. I, I just figured the Cowie guys would be super mad and at least push as hard as they could and then yeah. not get what they wanted and then be mad again. I talked to Dan Fahey, and, yeah, he's, he didn't yeah. think there was any reason to to be a penalty. But you can't be mad. You can't be mad if, if Eli goes on to ride that poorly the rest of the race. You can't be mad. Uh, I agree with what you're saying. That's actually, like, the rational thought, but that's not how – games are played like right. if you gain from cutting the track you gain from cutting the track you the referee can't say yeah but the other dude rode terribly the final eight laps so ah what difference is like what difference does it make what tomac did you landed on a tough block you cut the track it allowed you to pass someone you know you can't choose fouls in a basketball game based on how the team is playing it's either a foul or it's not a foul yeah i so, did, i to me yeah. it was there was no chance that that should be any action taken by the referees, in my opinion. Like, he didn't yeah. mean to do it. He didn't even make yep. contact. You know, it was just like, yeah. crap, like, yeah, man, he's lucky he didn't crash, and then you know, it, there was a pass made, but... If he hits Eli and knocks him down, then maybe a fine. Then it's different. Yeah. 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 I, I'm on board with that. I am. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, but was he able to pass him because he went over tough blocks on the inside? I think even if you could, even if you could deduce intent there that he meant to do that and like yep he tried to cut across the corner and it was intentional then i think even then you have maybe a case if you're kawasaki to complain i don't know if anything gets done about it but maybe you have a reason but when it was totally intentional he's lucky he just didn't crash and it happened to play out that way i just uh, man i don't i don't think you can do anything about it and luckily they didn't i just i would have a real problem with with them interfering in something that ticky tacky I mean, I could have sat at the other end of Ricky, you know, and still been invited. 
I was all in on it. I, I asked you to uh, – I just can't invite you to a party where I'm lucky to be there. It's bullshit. Um, Justin Hill, JT, was feeling it. It's very good again. Mm, but yeah. then but then he tagged Tyler Bowers early in the main event, went to the ground, and, and as you said, him and Chad were, were 21st and 22nd early in the main event. So Yeah, he uh, – man, you didn't know how that one was going to go. He, I think his odds of getting – you know, fifth or fifteenth were about the same, and you know it was the, the latter of those. J Bone, J Bone's feeling better about the the progress that that Hill's on. He's feeling better. Let's be real; he looked he looked great all day. Oh, he did. Yeah. Uh, but the, bad, you know, bad timing. He tripled in the corner. The, Bowers, thought Bowers would be clear, and yeah. he wasn't. He just kind of high sided over him. Um, but then J Bone was saying that he was eating gummy bears all day, but. Um, Justin told me they were healthy gummy bears. Yeah, I'm confused by that one. I, I am too. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I've never seen these healthy gummy bears. <laughs> there was a big bag of gummy bears, and Jimbo was like, "I don't know, man. He told me they were good. I'm a little worried about it." But <laughs> so. really, yeah. My my kids take uh, gummy uh, vitamins. So was that what they were? Was he snacking on? Um, uh, I don't know. Multivitamins. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. They're pretty tasty. Uh, Did you see his start? Did you see the start that Hill got? I sent you guys a video. No, I didn't notice. No. It, oh. it looked like it was a hot lap, and he didn't really try. Oh, I got to go look at this then. Yeah, I sent you a little video clip. I mean, the rep- it's, it's from the highlights, and they're showing you Marvin getting the whole shot, but yeah. literally he is um, five feet behind everyone when they are six feet out of the starting gate. And then he throws in a wheelie for good measure. It, it almost looks like he must have made some sort of mistake. But it was funny because – JT said last week, that's the moment that he lost interest. <laughs> when he doesn't get the start. Have you ever oh. seen, oh, have you ever seen yeah. someone, and I did this, I did this several times in my career, but someone on the very outside gate, and they would just let everybody go and cut all the way back to the inside? Yeah. That's kind of what he did. He's like, he almost didn't try coming out of the gate. Obviously he did, and something went, went wrong. But, it, yeah. I mean, he's so far behind everybody right out of the gate. You know, you just wonder what actually happened there. Huh. Yeah. Um. All right. What else? Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce made a main event. The ninety-seven rode well. Good job. I picked him. Yeah. Saw that. Um. It was. It was. He was due. I just felt good about it. Yeah. He. He probably was. Uh. He rode really well. Alex Ray has not made a main event for like t- three out of the last four. That's not good. Come on, Ray. Nope. Um. What else? Uh. Anything else? We each four fifty class. Mm. We're on to Seattle. Yeah, I think so. The eight hundred had to go to the LCQ again. Oh yeah, the eight hundred, but the eight hundred pulled the whole shot in the heat. He rate. did. He did. God, that was great. <laughs> Dean was not really happy with him being in front of uh, Dean. Like Dean was not happy with the eight hundred being there, and really just kind of said, "See you later." But, uh, yeah. He's getting it oh, so pumped. He's getting it back. It, I don't think there's any question, probably amongst us or most people, that he's, at least in my mind, the greatest starter ever. And this just pounds at home. I mean, I mean, he's practically retired from Supercross. Getting the whole shots in the LCQs is impressive, but doing it in the heat, like, he's come out of Supercross retirement, and he's still the best starter. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Um, yeah. He uh, last won for him this weekend. Just Seattle, then he's done. 
Oh, yep. Gotta get ready for Canada. Oh, Canada's coming. Actually, it's starting. Yeah, it's, it's sooner. It's not not that coming. I mean, it's in April, so it's not. Uh, uh, I guess so. A couple yeah. weeks. Yep. Uh, anything else, JT? Four fifty wise. Uh, no, just on the Alessi thing. He was on the very outside gate in the main event for the start, and I was just like, man, if he if he hole shots from here, this will be all time. When you were talking about Dyson and right. was an all timer. That was I was literally just watching him. Which, you know, there's this whole championship thing going on, and I didn't care. I just was watching right. on the main of the start. Oh, if he would have pulled it from out there, it would have been so glorious. It would have. I would have given you credit. That would have been of the all timer. Yeah, but he was not it. Yeah, it, it didn't happen. Um, all right, everybody. The Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis, presented by Alpine Stars, and the folks at Slick Wash. Uh, also, too. Race Tech, Race Tech suspension. Uh, Chris Blows in the main event with Race Tech. Ben Lemay in the main event with Race Tech. Use Race Tech for motors and suspension needs. Uh, Racetech.com. Uh, call there. Mention pulp, pulp 19 is the code. And uh, get your motor work done. Get your suspension set up for you, for your weight and or speed. And uh, they'll dial you in, man. The folks at Race Tech are, are fantastic. So let's uh, move into 250s from Indianapolis. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Um... What's new at Fly Racing? What? Yeah. No, I was going to say something about Fly. I forgot, though. Oh, oh I know. Uh, I got a couple sets of the 2019 Kinetic Mesh. That was came out in Daytona, so I am very appreciative of that. I, I look fantastic uh, modeling it to my wife in my living room. So check it out now. It's, it's, it's available. All right. Um, 250 class. Indianapolis Forkner led again uh, fifth in the heat after going down in the first turn. He was dead last, got all the way to fifth. Didn't have a greatest gate pick. Didn't matter, Weege. Uh, whole shot, check out, see you later. Uh, Austin Forkner has a 26-point lead. Yeah, and there was a little hype, you know, for a few weeks. Jordan Smith's now out, but Sexton and, and maybe Cooper, who's still pretty new to this. Oh, man, they can run his speed or they can run his pace, yep. and, and they're going to keep some heat on. He's actually pulled away. I mean, Smith is out, so that helps too. This is, I mean, just look at the freaking laps led. I wrote really one of the most all-time dominant. But I think also now people are starting to think maybe it's not the strongest field either. So maybe that is uh, putting a little asterisk on what? these stats. Was it the second race where Sexton was catching him and crashed? I yeah, think. and Smith also. And Smith. They both were catching him at one point, and, and they both crashed. And I wrote, I said, oh, I think Sexton can match him. If Sexton gets a start, if Sexton can get right on him off the start, I think yeah. he's got the speed. Yeah, I was wrong. He doesn't have the speed. <laughs> I mean, he's riding well, but he doesn't have forkner speed. Yep. So, uh, and by the way, someone at times, some, he, at times he does. Yeah, he's all qualified him. Yeah, he's all qualified him. You know, but I uh, someone someone attached me on Instagram, and the the podium photo is hilarious. Like Sexton and Cooper look so bummed. They look so sad, and Forkner's just in the middle, just happy. So, check it out if you can. It's a pretty funny photo. Um, I believe it. So the big news, I think, out of the weekend was that Marty started his 98th 250 Supercross start. So in in two rounds, uh, that would be uh, Nashville and New York. In New York, does anybody honor him for the 100 starts in the 250 class? Is there any recognition? It's only fitting if you do. You think they would do that? That would be great. That would be great. Why doesn't Pulp make him an award? You've, you've made some Pulpies. <laughs> I have. I have made some awards, yep. Why don't you make some Pulpies? If I give him the award, do I duck right away, or does he hit me with the award? <laughs> 
I don't even know. Is that first all time? Because I believe my man uh, Barry Karsten had some numbers. I have I have a sheet on my laptop upstairs. I think Bear Dog's still number one. Over one hundred. Yeah. I feel like Bear Dog had hundred and thirteen or something. The problem is according to many people we've been hearing from, um, he's gonna get over one hundred. He's gonna get to the one hundred mark. And I don't know how many more he's going to have. Well, 101 in Vegas. Well, yeah. But the amount of, oh, I heard Marty could be done. I heard Marty could retire. I'm I'm hearing that chatter. Well, you'll have to check out tomorrow on the Shifting Gears podcast with Zach Osborne. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's there's an in-depth one-on-one podcast with Marty Davalos. Mm -hmm. Athlete to athlete? Yes. The only athlete to athlete podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um. By the way, though, so everyone knows about the bet between myself and Mitch Payton. We took a serious hit this weekend. Uh, only up three now. Uh, troll train. Only yeah. up three. He was laying in the first turn, and he had a nice recovery ride. I, I don't know if you guys would. I don't know if you watched him, JT, but he was riding very well to get the ninth. Yeah, he rode pretty good. Uh, just he qualified second. He, he did, and he he looked good all day. It's just rough. You don't really even to show anything no one's paying attention like obviously if you're invested in it like you are you you're paying attention but it it's almost all for not you know you lose a bunch of points and you just it's a frustrating weekend but uh, yeah i mean the well, ride, the riding's fine for sure. early on marty was second and we were like 22nd so it was not good thankfully marty got faded back to fifth amart made it to ninth damage somewhat limited but yeah, Peyton is. Peyton told me after the race that this is this is the big talk. Marty's mechanic came over, said we're coming. It's three. Mitch is like, dude, it's crazy how many people are onto this thing, and I'm like, oh yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's all the it's all the buzz right now. Troll train and Marty. Here we go. How are you squaring up with this? Because look, Troll is riding better. Then, like, he's riding really well. Like, I think you could argue he's faster than Marty, which I don't think you ever, ever no, thought. No, nope. I mean, that was not your strategy. No, it's not my strategy. No. Okay, so I think Troll has been better than expected, and Marty's been worse. Yep. Yet, despite that, you only have the three-point lead. So how do you square up with that? Are you, is that making you feel better or worse? No, it makes me feel better because we, we got okay. speed on him. You know, we're, we're fine. We just we haven't had some breaks. You can work with speed. Okay, so you feel like if you run it uh, enough races on average, it's yes, average yeah, out. That yeah, he's, yeah, he's better. absolutely. Yep, that's how I feel. So we'll see, but that's that's the that's the plan right now. Um, so Sexton second, Cooper third, and and Weech, did you make a comment about the depth of this class? Because yeah, kind of. Where did it go? Well, I'm hearing that. <laughs> like, I put out a tweet saying, like, man, this really is one of the most all-time dominant runs. I mean, not only is Fortner. He hasn't won every race per se, but he's beaten the East race, uh, East guys at every race. He's led almost every freaking lap. Like, it's pretty dominant. He's got a more than a one-point or one-race lead at this point in the series. Uh, but then some are saying, yeah, but look how weak the field is. And it is true. I mean, look, Sexton and Justin Cooper are riding well. Neither has ever even won a race before. You know, it's not an all-time murderer's row. I mean, we might look back in a couple of years and realize Cooper and Sexton turned out to be really good, but it's still pretty early in the – career for those two, so maybe that is dampening a little of the enthusiasm for what Fortner's doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, we asked Oldenburg for a race, too, you know? Um, mm-hmm. The Geico guys just have one guy. Um, 
Yeah, so it is a little bit weak. I mean, JT, from a Pulp Mex Fantasy standpoint, by the way, Weech, good job picking Jace Owen. Great work. Glad to see you. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't know that. Damn it, Mark. Go, go that incredible. Great, great work, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you do follow this yeah, for a little bit. I have a second child that Steve doesn't know about. Um, How's she doing, but, uh, by the way? She is an angel. Oh, <laughs> She is an angel, I'll tell you. How awesome was it that someone actually found my Christmas card on Instagram, which included both of my kids, and a comment from you in the comments of the photo? And this yeah, is only three months ago. Nobody, nobody looks at those cards. <laughs> anyway, um, she does Irish dancing. Shout out to producer Pete, who you folks might remember from uh, Speed, also the SX Research Department, who coincidentally, his kids do it too. They, I figured out what schools and what things to go to if you're in Irish dancing. Long story short, I know you don't care about any of this, but it was St. Patrick's Day weekend. My phone was dying. It was 5 o'clock. I'm like, I just need to pick four guys in each class right now. <laughs> And I didn't, I'm like, Owen's been fast. He's a good big yeah. handicap. That's awesome. And then Mark's hit me up. He's like, did you really pick Owen? And I'm like, why not? I'm like, oh, wait. He crashed on a wall jump. Hard. Ten feet from me last weekend. <laughs> like, I saw it. 100%. Yeah. Ten feet with my own eyes. And him not getting up. Okay. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Um, that happens. But uh, speaking of the depth, JT, like, a ton of privateers in the main event for Pulp Mex Fantasy. And that's how... I was kind of like, wait, like, I looked at the heat race lineups, I'm like, you know, James Weeks and, and Sales and, and these guys qualified really well. Auden, right? So. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I can't argue that the fact that the East is, is I don't want to use the word weak because it sounds so negative, but right. it's not very deep right now. Yeah. Um, so what else? Oldenburg, uh, was up there. Cooper got him late in the race. I actually tweeted that, that Oldenburg got third early on. I didn't see it. I was again making notes for the stupid Saturday Night Live column and then also trying to tweet. So I missed that. Uh, Cooper got him late though to get third. Uh, Peters ran up front for a little bit, went backwards. Marty went backwards a little bit. Cunningham rode well. Uh, Osby, I like Josh Osby, dude. And I know, I don't know if he really likes us because of the Dallas incident last year where he cleaned out everyone, um, and we made fun of him. <laughs> and he didn't like that, and I get it. But, dude, he's good. Like, Yeah, he is good. Osby is really good. He's got serious skills. Uh, he's on the uh, CTR team or RTC or Skip Norfolk's team, club team. Um, and Traders. Traders, yeah. Yep. Uh, he's good, man. He, he, I was watching him just because I, was, I talked to him a little bit earlier in the, in the day, and that's where he was telling me about how Pulp Mex Fantasy doesn't like him, and nobody at Pulp Mex likes him. Um, but anyways, uh, I was watching him. He was up front. He was like fifth or sixth, got pushed off the track, came back in the track around 13th or 14th and worked his way up to, to eighth, passing some pretty good guys at that, like Jordan Bailey. Uh, yeah, I've been impressed with Osby for a couple of years now, so I don't know if he's next in line. Hartrath was fifth for a while. Hartrath rode really well all day. I put Hartrath and Osby almost in the same spot, JT, as two guys that I would look at if I was a factory 250 team? Yeah, they're improving. Uh, Osby even was, he was at the top of the board for a second there in uh, one of the, one of the practice sessions. Hartranth looked really good as well. Uh, he had a, just kind of a silly crash. He crashed really slowly in the whoops, uh, but it effectively ruined his race. But yeah, you wonder though, if those guys have the, the potential to get up and ever be in podium contention. And that seems like what the, the deal breaker is for these factory teams. 
even the youngsters, you know, like Mitchell Falk, they get their shot, and if they prove that they can't be podium or top five at least, then they kind of get tossed aside. So for the, for the next I, I young kid, that, yeah, yeah, for the next young yeah, kid, exactly. yeah, exactly, yep, yep. So I don't know if those guys are going to make the cut to get onto yep a factory level team, but certainly something yeah, wouldn't, you know wouldn't uh, want to do that. Wouldn't want to, yep, just wouldn't want to do that. Wouldn't want to help out like an older guy who it's who's on inferior equipment. Nope. Just, uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't think that's what teams value. I think they value podiums and wins. Yep. So nope. If you can't do that, or you're not capable of doing that, then yep. well, sorry, nope. you're not. Lock up, lock up, Moseman, Bailey, Cantrell, lock them up. It's fantastic. But you're going to miss sometimes. Like I'm not saying those guys are misses, but every guy that you hire, I think there is but, a an accepted risk level there. But but I can take Osby, who jumps things on inferior equipment and. Rides up front and looks like he just needs structure and equipment or heart raft, structure and equipment. And I already know they've got experience racing. They're not going to lose their minds. And I'll give them the structure and the equipment and see what they can do as opposed to giving the kid structure and equipment. But they, those guys, you have to keep taking chances on the Forkners and the Sextons and. Well, of course, are that are that's the elite, thing. though. You're, you just named two guys who won Horizon Award winners or were amazing, you know? I'm not well, saying... Who are you talking about that aren't, weren't winning everything? Bailey, Moseman, Cantrell, Falk, etc. Those cetera. guys were winning everything. Etc., etc. I don't know. I don't think they were at Forkner level. No, I, I think... No, they Forkner, weren't. No, they weren't. Forkner and Sexton are... are everything. I don't know. Yeah, don't just keep. Never mind. Bypass Osbys and Martins and all these guys. Don't worry about it. Just go on. Carry I on. I don't think anybody's Carry. bypassing Alex Martin. He makes a lot of money. Carry on, teams. Well, he just got booted off a team for a kid, so. And he got a huge pay raise. Yeah, because I think his agent went in with a gun and a mask somehow. <laughs> his agent is really good. Um, it's just, it's it's bullshit. We all know it's bullshit, and 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 that's it. So, oh, Jojo, Jojo Keller just texted me. Don't um, lump me in with we all. What's that? Don't lump me in with we all, please. Hey, JT, what what did uh what did I send you for a text this week on one of our group texts about your career? What did I say? <laughs> uh, I think it was something just when we were watching these kids try to qualify for main events, how they just completely fall apart, Dude, just crumble, it like a. It is so bad. And, like, you never had the talent that some of these kids did. But, I mean, how many main events did you not make in either class in your career? I know early on there was some, and yeah. might have been some disasters here and there. But would it be safe to say, JT, that you made 90% of the main events that you lined up for? Probably. I can only think of one race in my career where I had a 100% lock main event qualifying spot and I just tossed it away of my own stupidity right. one time but and it was Atlanta in 2000 but every other time you know the hundreds of races I did I don't know what the I mean these kids race like it's the last race of their life and they're they completely forget how to race you at just, all you, okay. you watch these guys we each because Pulp makes fantasy of course right and like they are just basket cases they make one mistake and they just grab a bunch of throttle to to make up for that split second they lost, and then they case, and then they yard sail, and then they get up, and they yard sail again the next lap, like Ottenwright and 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 Hartraft, and I just week after week you watch these dudes out there, and even in in, in 450 class, Alex Ray, 
who was a buddy of mine, like they just lose their complete composure after a mistake or something. I don't know what it is, but it just Weege, it just made me appreciate. I don't maybe you didn't see it. Weege, maybe it was on one you're not on, but I was just like, yeah, like you just appreciate the rolling tank, doing his laps, making sure he can do all the obstacles, like no problem, not stretching anything out, put put saw the laps together. And I just and none of these guys like so many of the guys so many of these guys cannot do that. It's it's not comedy because I feel bad for them, but you watch them, you can see them falling apart on the track. Literally watch them crumble mentally on the track. Yeah, it's just like you wonder oh, if it's yeah. just like they're so nervous or what, but I, it's unbelievable. I think it starts with a mistake, JT. I think it starts with a small mistake somewhere, and that 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 begins the the ball the ball of yarn just unraveling in their brains. I, I don't know. <laughs> Weege, what, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a couple key things you can see. When a dude is in second in the LCQ, but he's going faster than a leader, they, they don't know what to do with that. Like, they, uh, uh, passing is risky. Maybe I should back it down. I don't know, but this is the pace I got, and that's probably safe. All, ah, <laughs> that's a problem. Right. And then how often do you, really, how often does an LCQ have a guy in fourth? And he just brings it home. And the guy in fifth doesn't catch him, and he doesn't make right. any mistakes, which right, is boring. Right, right, No, Does that ever happen? No, pressure is on. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's Hey, that's what we say about Chiz every week. There's yeah. never any of this drama with no, Chiz. No, no. Whether it's Heat or Main. Chiz. Uh, sorry, Heat or LCQ. He just rides the way he rides. Yep. And it's always going to he's, – he's still one of the 20 fastest guys. So I'd, as long as he doesn't screw it up, I'd he's like, going to get in. I'd like to see Chiz versus JT. Just, just prime Chiz, prime JT, just, just like trying, Although, you know. I will say Chiz did get passed on the last lap by Subarus, and he kind of blew it. Ah, in the heat. In the heat, he did, actually. Yeah. Good point. You're right. That was very odd to see, though. Very, very odd. Yeah, but Chiz is solid. I mean, he made up yeah. for the LCQ. No worries, no issues. No, I mean, no. You know, there was never any doubt. But in the, the heat race, I was like, man, Chiz, like, that's your – like, you never let that happen. Right. You know, like, Ironic. all you do is block Subarus, don't do anything stupid, and he just – he mistimed it. He miscalculated, and Subarus cut under him. Ironic we're bringing this up in the same race that it actually Chiz did actually kind of blow it. But, <laughs> but, but, but to his credit, he rebounded yes. and made it easily in the LCQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just – I can't believe these dudes. Like, yeah, they just, you're just like, what are you doing? What are I mean, you Kate doing? Kate right in the heat race was all time. <laughs> well, know, that's, what, that's what made me bring it all up because I just, Kate just yeah. absolutely destroyed himself. So I uh, just like, I, I don't. <laughs> twice. He crashed twice, like, crashed his brains out twice while he was in qualifying spot both times in like a lap and a half. Yep. But anyway, it just makes, just, Weed, you just made me appreciate someone who can just put laps together and, like, be okay out there and not lose their brains. Just, you know, and that's JT for you, everybody. Good point. Yeah. Yep. Um, Mitchell Falk came back and, uh, yeah, wasn't, wasn't that good. And that's what I mean. Like, like Jordan Bailey, like, this kid seems like a cool kid. Like, Osby just wore him down. I was watching because I'm going to write about Osby and I'm going to talk to him this week. So I wanted to make some notes and watch this kid. And, like Josh Osby, who is making, you know, five percent of what Mitch, Mitchell uh, Jordan Bailey makes, uh, just wore him down. I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, look at that. It's just, you know, one of those things. Like Kyle Cunningham, seventh place. Does no one want to give Kyle Cunningham a ride anymore, or has he just had too many chances? I think it's just the fact that Kyle's 29 years old. Right. Okay. I get that. That's the overriding I, factor. I get that. And someone brought that up when I was telling him about Osby. 
because I had a, I had a, you know, a rant going last night too. So it's just one of those things. Um, and I said that's a big difference. Osby's like twenty one. Kyle's twenty nine. I get it. So, all right. Um, I think, uh, unfortunately, look, people bagging us for being jerks and making fun of riders or blah, 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 or coming up with characteristics that dudes are known for, good and bad. But I think teams do it, too. Like, one eye open? if they saw you race as an amateur and you were, like, you know, fifth or sixth-ish, and they remember this other guy being first or second-ish, they just, like, you're branded. You're branded. You're not the guy that has the talent. And even though we've seen plenty of examples like Ryan Dungey, of course, at the very, very top of that, where it doesn't always mean anything. It's like so hard for these guys to break out of the mold. I mean, that was the same thing with Amart. You're mad about Amart. I understand. Why didn't? It, why did it take Amart eight years to get a break? Because it's like, yeah, we saw him get beat by other guys who were really yeah. fast and talented, and we're right. just going to keep trying those talented guys. Bobby Canari. Bobby Canari. <laughs> oh, stop it. Well, I'm just saying. Move on. You're you're going back. <laughs> Phil's next. Phil's next. No, no. Phil is not next because of Phil's Supercross skills. Like, Canari was a better Supercross rider than... What are you doing, JT? Stop with your deal thing. Sorry. Um, do whatever you can to just stop Matthew from talking, JT. I don't care. Trying. Muff up the audio. <laughs> whatever. Whatever, man. The listen, there's a... There's Please. a... Listen, there's a team manager out there. <laughs> <laughs> Bad connection. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Listen, Marty Davalos, Josh Osby, stop it. <laughs> Bobby Canari. <laughs> Cliff Palmer, Cliff Palmer. Never got a shot. Uh, no, okay, listen, I'll go one more. Let me just finish this. Let me finish on this. Oh, God, no. Yeah, let me finish on oh. this. Tyler Keefe, TLD team. He He's told me who, in confidence, I can't say, but he's told me who he's looking at for next year uh, for a couple of spots. He's going to have, I guess, a couple of spots. And... Let me just say, there is a refreshing look at the sport from Tyler Keefe. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, I like what he was talking about. Guys, he's looking at, and what about this guy? And what about this? I, guess we'll see if he does anything about it. But so, good job, Tyler Keefe. If you actually follow through with some of the stuff we were saying. Um. All right. Anything else? Weege, how was the broadcast? Wait a minute. Forget the broadcast. Forget anything. Anything else? I don't even understand how oh, I, you brought Tomac up first. There is something else that needs to be brought up, and it should have been brought up first. Oh, he is! Oh, he is! He has risen. He has I risen. I believe it, Stu. Yeah, stop, please, everyone, stop attaching me on it, please. I've seen it. Stop, and Adam too. Also, too, please stop attaching Adam as well. We, him and I would really appreciate it. We, we've been texting. Stop it. We saw it right away, just like you people. How so. many times has someone tagged you and said, found him? Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we found him. Please stop it. Please, Adam. Adam said, I wish I had a dollar. I would be rich. I'm like, yes. Um, he already is rich. Yeah, really. He's rich. He is rich already. Um, yeah, he, yeah, James Stewart. Yep. He didn't know. He didn't have the words. He didn't have the words. He had to know. He had to know it was true. He, well, I told you guys earlier, there's, a, there's an interview coming out with him, like a tell-all interview or whatever, video interview, and, and I, I, I heard it was going to come around Anaheim 1, and as, as with all things, Stu, uh, the, the information was unreliable. Um, 
But yeah, I guess it must be coming out soon or whatever. I mean, I ran into some fans in the lobby of the hotel last night at 1 a.m. And they're like, Mathis, did you see Stu? They find Stu. So there we go again. That's another one. And the guy goes, do you think he's done? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this guy was a little tipsy. They, were, they had some beers in front of him in the hotel lobby. So to be fair, I go, oh, yeah, 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 no, no, he's done. Like, like guys, like, what do you think he's going to, like, you think he's done? Yeah, this is not a comeback announcement, <laughs> in case you were wondering. This is not a start of a, you know, anything. It's, it's over, bro. Um, but, no. Nah. I did get a text from uh, a guy that you enjoy me sharing some of my text from with, and that was his question. Uh, I, is, is this announcing that he's retiring or coming back to racing? What do you think? <laughs> where's, where's my product, Weege? <laughs> <laughs> I <right>, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I can't stress enough that 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 he's done. Everybody, this is not he's not coming back. It's 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 done. Um. So, anyways, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, what's taking him so long? He he stands to gain financially by promoting his gear brand that he owns, and it's he's been crickets for three years. It's the strangest thing ever, but it's Stu, right? So, I'll take it. Um. All right. So, how's the broadcast, Weech? Wait, does JT officially win if if Stu says I am no longer racing? That's it, right? JT just gets to. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Rain on your. I feel like yeah, rain I feel like, yellow on your grave, dancing or something. No, I feel like the term would be. I don't. I don't think I need an announcement for JT to win this bet. Like I don't think I need anything <laughs> official. Like I feel like. <laughs> okay. okay. Like, as you folks would imagine, by the way, Mathis didn't. You don't relent that uh, easily. Normally, I, I bet you five days ago, JT probably said he was done, and you said, "Well, you don't know yet." No, I never did. No, no, still no. Rotating. No, no, no. I no, don't. it's just it's just relentless text of, "Oh, he's coming back." Oh, it's time. Oh, it's Cujo. And just <laughs> Cujo. No actual admittance of anything. Cujo take was a bad oh. one. A bad. All caps. Every text is all caps. A bad take was the Cujo one. Smelling wins. He needs wins. <laughs> like, he, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Even the, you miss 99% of the shots. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, said the great 99. So. That's how I feel about the amateur scene. Uh. Oh. How's the broadcast, Weech? Oh. Um, yeah, it was good. I, you know, I, here's something I want to talk about. For some reason, people hate makeup to mud, and they kind of don't like Science of Supercross. I'm all in on I'm these. Fi- yeah, I'm fine. I get it. I'm fine. Dude. I'm fine. They're trying to grow the sport. Everybody says grow the sport. I wish we could grow the sport, grow the sport, grow the sport. Then there are things that are obvious moves to attempt to grow the sport, and then people immediately just crap all over them. Well, dude, Toyota is paying for what could be they could make it a 5-minute ad for their trucks towing the space shuttle if they want. Instead, Toyota's segment of the show has nothing to do with Toyota at all. They instead have a segment of look, wife or girlfriend who's watching this race, you might not care about dirt bikes, you might not have heard about dirt bikes. Look, you can ride a dirt bike. Look how cool dirt bikes are. Look how accessible dirt bikes are. Here's other women riding dirt bikes. Let's get more females on dirt bikes so we can sell more dirt bikes. I don't understand why people crap all over makeup to mud. It's awesome. And then Science of Supercross, we've made fun of this stuff for years that they don't get in-depth enough. Well, dude, Cali has taken that ball they and have. ran with it. They've done a good they job. They get super in-depth. I, mean, I love it. The Carmichael stuff from a couple years ago was, was pretty lame. Here's a clutch lever. Here's a seat. 
but th- this is this yeah. is great. This has been yeah, this has been great information. I, I agree. Yep. And, and yeah, I, I make up the mod not for me, but I get it and I'm fine with it and it's cool and good job Toyota and all of that. You know. Yeah. I'd like to hey, see. JT, how do you feel when they break down the riding gear, the latest riding gear? I think they did it four or five weeks ago on uh, Scientist Supercross. Did you Did you like that segment? Uh, yeah. Pretty huge fan. Uh, I'd like <laughs> to see really something. I'd like to see something on Canari. <laughs> I'd like to see Toyota spend their money on Canari. A little bit, and where are they now? But that's okay. That's fine. I'll take it. Um, they sponsored a lot of dudes back in the day. He might have even gotten some money at one point. Yeah, yeah, really, right. Um, Chiz was a Toyota guy. Yep. Yeah, RV was for about uh, 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Traded in on a Raptor. Right. Anyway, hey, um, I, yeah, uh, for the show. Whatever. It's I, cool. Um. Did did Ricky say anything about Kevin Morantz, who actually trains at the Goat Farm? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I heard was, all of the announcing of that LCQ. So there might have been okay. something, and I might have missed it. So I don't. I don't know for sure. I heard there wasn't. I need to watch it, but I heard there yeah. wasn't. The guy literally right. trains at the Goat Farm. He was leading the LCQ, and not a word, <clears throat> not a mention. Just saying. Yeah, I don't want to hold anyone to that because I know how it works for me. Like. I'm announcing a 35-minute moto, and you say something, and it literally takes you four seconds to say it. And if someone wasn't paying attention those four seconds, they think you didn't. There, so maybe he did, and I missed it. There's a know. lot of Twitter complaints and Instagram complaints about the broadcast, more than ever. I have to just say that. and that's People can say that I'm being biased or whatever, but that is true. I cannot believe the amount of at mentions I get just bag on this broadcast. Bag on Ralph, bag, bag on Ricky, bag on Daniel Blair, bag on the chick. Bag on everything. They bag on make up the mud. They just all of it. I'm like, it's it's a lot. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. I, I don't. It's weird. They send them. To, why would they send them to you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, <laughs> I feel. Uh, I see what Racer X. Not just myself, but the Racer X account gets tagged in. I feel like people get mad about something and they want to try to voice their opinion somewhere where they think it could make a difference. So they just think of. Who would know somebody that could do something about this? And not just TV, like a million things. Like, for sure, Racer X got tagged by five people saying, like, Webb should be penalized for cutting the track, Racer X online. Right, yeah. And it's like, whoa. But I think they're just, like, any way I can get my note to an insider, mm-hmm. I think that's why they do it. Um, by the way, uh, before we, we go, um, Covington. Oh, man. It's not good. Mm. Oh, it's not. It's really not good. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Um, if his knee's hurting him, maybe it should hurt him more, and he should just wait till Hangtown. Because you, because you got to think this is gonna like if he keeps going. Um, this will affect his his confidence for Hangtown. I would think, you know. This is a really tough situation because it's, it would seem like an obvious solution of just like, just give it up, just race outdoors, yeah, give it up on Supercross. But I think the problem is, I mean, that's not oh, – JT, you know how these teams operate. For sure, that wasn't the pitch. That wasn't the idea to have a guy for half a season, and Supercross is very important. So I don't think you can throw in the towel because I'm sure they're like, well, he's never going to get better if he never does it again. So what the heck are we supposed exactly. to do? No, listen, no, right. no, so, no, well, what, no, no, What's no, the no. long term? What's the long term plan here? Is he never going to race Supercross again? Yes. Well, that, JT, don't you even? Your company even sponsors that team. Like, I'm sure. Uh, I'm not saying specifically you're mad about Covington, but in general, that's not what sponsors want. No, I've heard JT is furious in Monday morning meetings. Oh really? Oh yeah, he's crazy, <laughs> crazy hell. I, 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 calling uh, you at 
I heard he's, he's, he's hitting his desk, his fist on the desk, demanding yep. answers. He wants him to hire Osby. He wants him to hire um, uh, Cunningham. No, but no, but here's the thing, guys. Like, he's he's bad. He's not making mains, so he cannot race. Like, you're not going to get better doing that, what happened at Indianapolis. I, I agree. If you were getting 10th to 12th. The 12th, alternative sucks, too. If you're getting 10th to 12th in the main, no problem. Yeah. Have at it. Yep. Go learn, get better, all of that. He, he started first or second in the LCQ. Yeah, so I, I get what you're saying. And if the plan is moving forward, okay, we tried Supercross and it didn't work. You know what? We're just going to do outdoors from here moving forward. Okay. But if your plan is, nope, we're going we're gonna to stick this out and we're going to get better at it, and eventually things will sort itself out, you've got to keep going then. No, it's every, done. Every, it's every, done. Every, okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, this year is done. There's three more left, right? I'm just saying if the plan is to get better eventually, you have – I mean, that's part of it. You're learning. Like, I know it sucks, and no one's probably happy about it, and it's really frustrating, but if your plan is to persevere – and get better over time. Sorry, the only way to do that is to keep going. No, whenever I get, whenever I'm bad at something, I just quit doing it. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm going to teach my kids one day too. Right. Let me teach your daughter if, that. If things, get, if things get going really tough, you just stop. Yeah. Um, let me tell your your angel of a daughter that, Weege. Um. No, but honestly, like it, it's it's end of it's middle of March. There's three more left. Hangtown's coming. Hey, big air, Tom. It's been cool. We need another off season. Let's start motoing. That, that's what I'm doing right now. Well, I think, I think there's a, there is a happy medium to that. You know, I think maybe you race one or two more here and then you skip New York and Vegas. Like, I could totally see that happening. Well, there's you know, only, it goes there's only Nashville. Once it goes to Denver. Yeah. Well, right. So you race Nashville. Right. Then it goes, then you're done. So you, you don't race Denver. Obviously, it's not your series. Then you have Easter off. Then you just skip New York and skip Vegas. And then, you know, okay. so I, I don't see much. I don't see a problem with that, but okay. I think ex- if, if his long-term plan is to be successful in the U.S., Supercross has to be a part of it. It's going to be a big part of the equation. I'll accept that. Fair enough. Nashville, call it a day. Common ground. I can't believe he's this bad. I really can't. I, I'm very surprised. Uh, if, if you had told me making mains and getting 10th, I'd be like, yeah, cool. That's 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 expected. That's where he should be. Yeah, And, but, and, and the I think the biggest – point to what you're saying is that this is not a deep deep field right now in the 250 east it's not i mean you look at the guys that are getting in and i'm not saying they're bad riders at all but we're talking about a guy that won gps like multiple times over the last couple he's won four gps you know like this isn't an a an upstart guy with zero experience yes supercross is new to him but he's battling guys that i mean they i don't even think they've won like a class of loretta's before you know yep Oh, well. See how it goes. Uh, congratulations, by the way, to the um, CTR team. Thompson, Taft, and uh, Osby all made the main event, which is the first time for those guys. Traders slash club slash uh, redemption. So, good job for that. Weege, anything else? No. No, make it stop. <laughs> I think we've done enough with these triples. We got Stu. We got Marty. We're good. <laughs> we got it all. You want to, any, Anybody want to talk about Red Dog? No? <laughs> hey, my son always demands that I read some race direction. Here I am talking about my son, not my daughter, as so he just grabs one off the shelf. So he picked September 2001 
tonight. Oh. And uh, there, Mathis, Kelly, Smith, super team in pit pass. Really? Yes. 2001. M-A-T-H-I-S. Of course, yep. It says Mathis and Kelly have been solid inside the top five this summer. We were not solid in the top five at all. (laughs) Really? It really said that? Uh, Yeah, you were not. No, in 01? Um, yeah, 01. No, Kelly, no, yeah, he got fourth at Hangtown, which was great. Um, and that might have been the only top five all year in 01. Well, I think this one only got up to Southwick, so maybe you had one top five in four rounds or so. And oh, okay. Good. Yeah. That was a, yeah, not not a good year. Matheson so. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. <laughs> JT was there for those days. Frustrated. I was. Remember when? Remember when we were training, quote unquote, at Tim Ferry's? Yep. And then, Kelly Smith was one that was never short on confidence. I will give him that. No. And then, like, I lined it up to go riding at Red Dogs in 00 or 01. And then, uh, after one day, Kelly's like, "Yeah, my family's coming. Now we're going to the beach." What? <laughs> remember, his uh, his little brother was walking around the track with flippers and a snorkel mask and snorkel and yeah, yeah walking around the yeah. Track. Yeah, I just was like, really? Like you're you're gonna ride one day and then that's it? You're you're gone to the beach with your family? That's that's odd. And <laughs> and it's odder. That's it's even more odd that you wouldn't tell told me this. And you know, so anyways. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis MXST tires uh, used by the Cat Outdoors um, or out, out there, I should say. Uh, Alpine Stars Tech Ten, all new, redesigned. Please check it out. Slickwash.com. Use the code Steve at checkout and use the same uh, three-step wash process that Monster Energy Pro Circuit does. Uh, so this is the same stuff that Marty gets his bike washed with. And uh, and flyracing.com, of course, as always, thanks to those guys for making it happen. Uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, you will both be in Seattle this weekend. And I yes, will. can I have a weather report, JT, because I know you've looked. Uh, sunny all week and then calling for rain Friday, Saturday, which is just about perfect. Weech, would you like to comment on JT's seven-day weather forecast? Yeah, uh, quietly, quietly, just slipped aside. It fell through the cracks. I believe Monday before Daytona, there was some talk of rain. Oh. And just quietly went away. Oh, really? Oh, okay. JT mentioned some potential rain. Daytona, couldn't have been better weather. Could not have been better weather. I let it go. I let it go. I I had realized that the the weather report was was falling in your favor, so I just, Mm -hmm. uh, just quietly... Let that one on just slide on through, but we'll, well see. In the, weekend is, uh, I have new lights. In the never-ending battle between you two and weather, this the Daytona is a check mark in Wagan's column. It, it is a yeah. it is a win for Wagan. Seattle's, Seattle's been good to me over the years. Yeah, yeah, it, it's true. I like it's true. And I will say, San Diego that counts as like five victories right there. <laughs> I mean that was that was a lot of rain. I mean riders were getting burned. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and at some point, JT texting you, still think it's not a mutter, Weege? <laughs> As the guys are like pat, dog paddling their bikes out there. <laughs> it was only potentially one of the most impactful Supercross races in the history of the sport as riders are trying to form unions and stuff. Right, right, so, right. So, yeah, check mark, JT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk to you after Seattle, everybody. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, thanks, boys. Yeah, see yeah. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. 
Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbic is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years